talking about the rage quitting stuff that I, I, I know I've talked to and I've brought it up to Andy numerous times because he's involved in the story. Uh, but I can't remember if, we, if I've ever told you guys the story of when he busted a controller. No, we were we were playing. It was I think in like the PS2 days, probably. Okay. I was down their house playing. Andy and I were playing Madden or some some sort of down their house. Game. Like you act like it was so far away. All, all of two, all of two doors two, away. Two, two, two doors down. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're playing Madden, and I was just running up the score on him real bad. And it got to the point where he couldn't score. He kept turning the ball over. I kept just like doing hail mary passes, just to throw it down the field. And I either I can't remember if it was a Hail Mary pass that I just my guy caught it and was just running down the field or if it was an interception, like a pick six. But at some point my guy had the ball, was just running to the end zone, and he sat there real quiet. As soon as the dude crossed the goal line, he picked up the PS2 controller by the cord, whipped it around once, and just skyrocketed it towards the ground and exploded. <laughs> and then we just didn't talk for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That awkward, that awkward silence when mom just yelled at dad. Where dad yelled at mom? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to poke the bear after that. Hello and welcome to another episode of Brad Guy and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Lebick. Joining me for this episode is Mike Romano. Hi, everybody. And Mike Bradley. I was going to do Andy's intro, but I just let it go. Was, <laughs> you know, Only I, Andy can do Andy's intro. I know, I didn't want to steal it. I didn't want to take his thunder. So I, I just I backed off. I'm a little disappointed <laughs> no one did a Wakanda forever. I was expecting that to come up. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's too late now. Yeah, we're past the point of no return. We're we're already in this. Yeah. All right, so if you haven't guessed, we put it off last week, and now it's time to finally get to it. We are going to give our thoughts on the latest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is Black Panther. Uh, So this movie is directed by Ryan Coogler. This is the 18th movie in the MCU. Jesus. This is the last one we're going to get before Avengers Infinity War, which Bradley brought to my attention today that is moving up a week. Yeah. So it's now coming out April 27th instead of April or May 4th. So woo! I wonder if it had anything to do with Deadpool only being like two weeks behind it. I think it, it has did. to. Yeah, they moved Deadpool into that slot and it was going to screw with two Disney put out movies. Because yeah. it was, it was going to screw with Infinity War's third week and it was going to screw with Solo's first week. And I would not be surprised if they moved Solo back because of it as well. Solo's like we not going to move. But I... I'd they say might it's half throw the it a reason. Week back. No, I think it's there. They they've been Star Star Wars have been trying to get that Memorial Day release date since they rebooted and brought all these movies back, and they keep pushing them to December. They're gonna they're gonna leave it in May, guaranteed. I'll bet money on it. Um, and I think it's half yeah. the reason that Deadpool is uh, like I think Deadpool's half the reason they're moving the date. I think the other half is that overseas they were gonna get the movie on April twenty seventh. That was the release date for internationals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one, it's probably to cut back on maybe like spoilers, just getting people that see it overseas a week early, 
what kind of stuff is going yeah. to get spoiled online, and two, bootlegs. I'm sure they don't want that movie leaking ahead of release date in America. Mm-hmm. Gotta get that money. It's also, ju- that's just dumb to do as well. Putting it out uh, like a different date overseas and a, a week later bringing it here with a movie that big is just dumb. I mean, yeah, something that that huge. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They've, it's not the first time they've done that. I think they did that with the la- at least the Age of Ultron. Maybe the first Avengers, too. I don't know about the first Avengers. I feel like they did with Ultron. Yeah. Because I think all those Marvel movies, I think even even Black Panther, I think, released early over there and then came here a week later. Huh. That's just international markets are where they're making money, so they don't give a shit too much about domestic anymore. Well, that's true. A lot of these movies are making huge money internationally. Yeah. So. Uh, one, actually, before we get into review type stuff, um, I did try to gather some of these records that Black Panther keeps beating. Um, There's so lots gonna, of them. Yeah. I, I did not make a list of all of them because there are a shit ton. Uh, I tried to describe <laughs> some ones that seem somewhat that's relevant. It's an actual unit of measure. Yeah. Shit ton. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's... that's, that's it's official. The Bright Guy Super Friends official measurement. <laughs> um, so these are all, I think, domestic stats. I'll try to double check when I'm going through all these. But So I'm just going to rattle down some of these that I think are, are kind of interesting. So it's got now the highest opening day in February. which It's $75.8 million. So this beat Deadpool's. Deadpool held the, or the old record for best uh, opening in February. They had $47 million. Wow. So they almost freaking doubled. Well, that's oh, with Thursday, shit. though, too. And so is Deadpool, though. So Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and that's the other record. Thursday night preview opening for in February. They set the record at 25.2 million. Deadpool's was 12.7. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, isn't there a Thursday just overall record that they came very close to breaking or did break? Um, I know there was one for somewhere, where did I have it? Oh, it did set records for at least Marvel's highest grossing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday movie. Okay. I know as far as like opening night preview for Thursday, that's the, that's the record right now for Feb, sorry, for the month of February. I don't know if it's all time, but the, the step I want to say all time, February. I think I saw was actually the last Jedi. I think that one actually set the record. For that Thursday night preview. Yeah, and Force Awakens had a lot of records too. Yeah. And then I think this one was coming close and they weren't sure if it was going to do it. And then I think it fell just short. But I think it beat Force Awakens, but not Jedi. I'd have to look though. Um, This also has obviously the best opening for an African American director. Uh, F. Gary Gray was the previously held, he previously held the record who was coming off straight out of Compton and then did Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious hit 98 million. Um, the, I don't know if that's considered, I can't remember if that's opening weekend or opening night for that stat. Um, but opening weekend for the, for the African-American director. I don't know if F. Gary Gray's record of 98 million is for opening weekend or if that's just the opening night for Fate of the Furious. That was was weekend. That was the whole weekend? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then the Black Panther also has. domestic. Yes. Yeah. That's what you were saying. Just domestic. Yeah. Fast and the Furious makes all that stuff overseas. That's um, where their money is. Highest opening weekend in February. This is again domestic. Is two hundred and one point seven million dollars. So that crushed 
F. Gary Gary F. Gary Gray's ninety eight million for Fate of the Furious. I don't know who the only thing I could see beating that record as far as like African American director is if they do Black Panther two and Coogler comes back. Yeah. He'd be a fool not to. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like because he's gonna get banked now. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He, uh, you know, and the uh, two hundred one point seven million domestic for the opening weekend now puts Black Panther as the fifth highest grossing opening weekend of all time domestically. Holy shit! It beat Age of Ultron's one point one hundred and ninety one point two million. I believe wow. Force Awakens is still number one. Jurassic World is two. The first Avengers is still up there. And I don't remember what number four is, but Black Panther is five. Isn't Titanic still in there somewhere? Not for opening weekend. Titanic's all time. Yeah, Titanic's grossing, gross. yeah, yeah, all time. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else do we have? Avatar? No, maybe not. I don't know. No, Titanic and Avatar, I thought, were well, still one and two, like overall ever. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're in overall. Titanic and Avatar. Huge I know. I, I know. I've asked this before, but does that? Does that include? Does that like? Did they use like a a some sort of like ratio? Because you know the 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 movie like the money equivalent, you know, ten years ago isn't what it is today. A dollar isn't what a dollar was ten years ago. Yeah, there's a way to like, um, I, they do the, like all time, and then they do all time adjusted for inflation. Adjusted yeah, for yeah. inflation, Gone with the Wind pretty much crushes everything. Oh really? Yes. yes. <laughs> you got to remember, it's been in and out of well, yeah, theaters for nearly a hundred years now as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's got ridiculous statistics adjusted for inflation. Okay, yeah, true. I guess it would. Just looking at uh, box office mojo, is that where you're pulling your stats from, Bradley? Yeah, that's what I look at. Yeah, so adjusted for inflation, domestic grosses all time, top ten, Gone with the Wind. Castleblanca's in there. The original Star Wars, The Sound of Music, E.T., Titanic, The Ten Commandments, Jaws at number seven, Doctor Zivago at number eight. I don't even know what that is. Uh, The Exorcist is nine. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs at ten. Wow. Mm -hmm. Creeping in at number eleven is The Force Awakens. Huh. Beat out 101 Dalmatians, so that's something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as opening weekends, uh, to answer your question, Brian, it's The Force Awakens at number one, The Last Jedi at number two, <laughs> Jurassic World at number three, then The Avengers at four, and now Black Panther at five. See, I still thought wow. Jurassic World was number two. No, Last Jedi is $220 million to Jurassic World's 208 Okay, fair enough. Um, I have two other records that I wrote down for Black Panther. So Black Panther now has the has given Marvel their highest grossing first week with 292 over over the opening weekend and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday following 292, which is on it actually beat the first Avengers movie that made 270 million its opening week, and it has the highest grossing. Or the MCU's highest-grossing second weekend with 108 million, beating the Avengers' second weekend of 103 million, and this makes Black Panther the fourth movie ever to pass 100 million domestic in its second weekend. 
So basically, however a movie opens, there is a substantial drop in what it grosses the <laughs> next weekend. And this is only one of four that has kept that number above 100 million that's, in second That's weekend. crazy to think. I'm say, as Especially of with today, all these movies breaking like 200 yeah. like on at, the first weekend. You would think it wouldn't more than go more than half. Well, there's only, only five movies that have ever dropped 200 million the first weekend. It's, it's well, I guess it's true. It's and, only five, yeah. Because it, I think it only dropped forty five percent from week to week, which wow. is, I think, one of the lowest drops for an MCU movie. I think I saw that stat somewhere too. It, like to everything else, idea, drops at least like fifty percent. Today marks two weeks to the day since it hit theaters, probably right around this time as well. Yeah, and it is currently total worldwide seven hundred and sixty three point four million. Now, considering domestically that it is beating all of the records that the Avengers set, it is on pace to make more money than the Avengers. Mm-hmm. This could be in the top five all time. I just, I don't. I don't I mean, the I, only I, thing I like it that I didn't like it. I didn't like it more than the Avengers. Well, well I was gonna say I don't know if it's gonna have the holding power on the box office that the Avengers did. That's the. I mean, that's the thing. Is like a month after the Avengers came out, I feel like people were still going to see it again. And I still feel like people are doing that for Black Panther, so I would not be but surprised it's only if two it beats. Weeks. I I still think it's got enough going for it that it's going to keep going. I I think there's a chance. I just don't know. Like it's it's halfway there. I think the third weekend is going to tell you if it's still making yeah, 100 weekend, million something or 90 some million this this third weekend. If it still breaks 100 million, yeah, 100 million domestic this weekend, it's going to beat the Avengers. Yeah, because if it only drops, you know, less than 10 percent from second to third weekend. From 108 to 103, or even 100. Because, I mean, really, I think that's something that, like, Deadpool benefited from when Deadpool came out, is there's not a lot that opens in February that is tearing people away from some of these bigger movies. That's true. That is very, very true. It has nothing to compete with it, and that's something it definitely has going forward. Yeah. Because the next thing on the radar that's going to detract from its box office draw really isn't until, until Pacific Rim. Yeah. And that's the um, end of March. Next week. No, I think that's, no week. that's like three weeks. That's like 20-something. 23rd? I thought that it's was the week second. before Ready Player One. Ready Player One's like the 29th, and that's the 22nd or 23rd, I think. Uh, I felt like, like almost there was like, almost like every weekend in March there was a movie I wanted to see. I felt like maybe like after the first weekend, like not this weekend, but starting next weekend, I felt like there was a movie almost every weekend. You think it's something that's going to compete with Black Panther? I mean, it, it might. It, well, now that Black Panther's been out for three or four weeks at that point, yeah. I'm that, just wondering I mean, if you're if you're putting your money on another Free State of Jones movie. I was going to say like this uh, week you have Red <laughs> Sparrow coming in there to compete with Black Panther. No, I don't other know. Big no, I was yeah. I, I said I said next week. I, I I swear there was something that came out next week. Maybe I just wanted to see it. If that's What's possible. That mean? I mean, there is that uh, movie with Oprah in it. Uh, Death Wish. Kid's Story. Oh, Wrinkle on Time. Uh, that's what's coming. Yeah, yeah Wrinkle, Wrinkle on Time. Next week. That, might, that might eat into it a little bit because people are going to take their kids to see that because they've already seen Black Panther. So yeah. first time seeing Wrinkle on Time instead of the second or third time seeing Black Panther will definitely chunk away at it. But I think that's still another two weeks away. Wrinkle on Time's next weekend. Next week? Okay. So yeah, it's... No, the ninth. On Black Panther's fourth weekend. Yeah. So. That's the only reason why I think that's the only reason why I might... Plus, it's a, it's a kid's movie, so... For the most part. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the kids' movies always make more bank. They and, and they Raiders last. The next one yeah. after that. Yeah, they do. The kids' movies last because kids will just keep seeing the same shit over and over again and not okay. care. Uh, a Tomb yeah, Raider. Maybe there wasn't. I thought. I thought there was. A, I thought there was like a movie oh, I wanted yeah. to see every weekend, but I guess it's not until. Tomb Raider until looks interesting, and I do want to see that. I just don't know if it's gonna even even it's it's opening weekend. I still think it, Black Panther could give it a, a run for its money. Yeah, I don't see Tomb Raider eating in like. Yeah. I don't see that being a challenge legitimately. If it's, I haven't heard like too much buzz from Tomb Raider, like you hear from Black Panther coming into theaters. No, yeah. I've seen a couple of previews, and you see an occasional Facebook ad as you're scrolling through. Like you see something here, and it's just kind of in passing for the most part. Yeah, I'm more interested in seeing Death Wish than Tomb Raider. <laughs> Not gonna lie. There you go. You do your part to. Uh... Get Death Wish some some good weekend box office. Yeah, that's it. Get to Death Wish some love. Load, load, load up your uh, fantasy movie league. Get it in there. <laughs> I thought All about Death it Wish. actually. Pad the numbers yourself. Go see it ten times. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I thought about doing it for fantasy movie league. Actually, just running the whole thing with Death Wish. <laughs> I got it on there, but it's not. I, I don't discuss my answer. strategies. I I can't I can't reveal the winning. Strategies. Who ended up winning? The, who who won? You're talking to him. Now you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I wouldn't have forgot to film an hour for a week, I would have probably been right near you. I think. I heard the that's same what thing I said Brian. too. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot two weeks, and the second week that I forgot was Fifty Shades opening weekend, and got fucked real bad. Yeah, I can't. remember It came which week down it was. to less than sixty thousand between me and Leslie. It was like, yeah. it, it was like fifty-seven thousand difference. I think I was like thir- I think I was like like thirty million or whatever it was. I think behind you guys, but that was in a- if I wouldn't have missed that one week because I think I remember losing that week by like I- there was like a thirty million dollar freaking gap between me. So it just happened. Thank thankfully the week that I missed wasn't a big week. I think it was like the the top week was only like was like sixty six or something like that, and I had like thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, as long as you miss the right weeks, you're okay. But some yeah. of those big opening weekends just fuck you real bad. Yep. Well, I have my strategy for this week. Hopefully it pays out. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure the we'll listeners see. give a shit about our fantasy movie league. <laughs> hey, maybe they do. Uh, all right, so we're going to get on with the review. And just like we try to do at least the last couple of reviews, and I, I try to make it a point to do this whenever we do review the movies and stuff like that, but try to keep the conversation spoiler-free at first. Try to think of it as like a mini review for people that haven't seen the film yet. Um, so, and you know, even if you people have, we'll, we'll try to keep this maybe fairly short. Um, but we'll try to get into the, the specifics afterwards. This is just general impressions, thoughts. Uh, like I said, trying to like a, a mini review. We're assuming some of you maybe listening to this haven't seen the movie yet. So if you're waiting to hear what we think, we'll give you our thoughts and try to tell you whether it's worth seeing or not. Um, so just kicking it off. What do you guys think? What are some of your spoiler-free thoughts on Black Panther? Okay, Mike. Um, first thing I would say is the movie. Well, I enjoyed the hell out of it, um, and I felt like it didn't necessarily feel like a lot of the other superhero movies we've seen recently feel. Um, in that they all generally kind of follow a similar plotline 
and I feel like this had a fresh kind of feeling to it um, that I wasn't really expecting. I was expecting that standard superhero movie villain giving the devious plot from the beginning and following the villain just as much as following the hero and... You don't think we got that in this one? I mean, I think the villain gets a pretty good amount of screen time in this. Yeah. Not early. No, yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess they save him for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he's definitely second half of the movie type of villain. Where don't... I mean, there's people like us that knew who the villain was going into the movie. You know, we knew who was acting. We knew Michael B. Jordan was going to be the villain. We knew all that stuff ahead of time. There's people that didn't. Um, so that when they saw him on screen, he could have just been whoever, and they don't necessarily know what's coming out of that. Um, so I think that that's well done, and I think we have to look at it from that perspective, if we can, without having the advanced knowledge that's been out there, I think. Okay. Um, but I, it struck me as just a different pacing and a different tone than a lot of the other films as well. I don't know, it just, it didn't feel throughout most of it like a superhero movie. You know, kind of in the way that they did with Ant-Man, where it was a heist movie, or they were going to do it with the New Mutants and make it a horror movie. Things like that, like, it didn't feel the same. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're getting better at, at picking sort of, like, different genres, I guess, for what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, like even this one almost had more like a, like a James Bondish. Yes, kinda yeah, yes. Feel there are, to it. There are definite sequences that that reminisce to James Bond. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and my only other initial thought is listen to the soundtrack if you get a chance. Um, it's been a long time for me personally since I was able to sit through an entire original soundtrack and enjoy the whole thing. Um, okay. You know, like, sure, there's great soundtracks like Guardians and all that, but this, all this music was made for this movie, and it's all fantastic start to finish. So, can't say enough about that being Ta- a You're talking about thing. the Kendrick Lamar album? Well, it's not all Kendrick Lamar, but yes. But I mean, like, he produced He's, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, good music start to finish, so I'm going to say it's 13 or 14 tracks, and... All of it is quality, which is rare in a soundtrack. Usually yeah. there's at least one or two that you just tone out listening to and want nothing to do with again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Romano, you want to chime in? I, I, you know, I, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I got to see it again. I don't, I don't know. I, I liked it. Me and Jess, we both went and saw it. She enjoyed it. We, we, we both enjoyed it. I just there there were a couple things that I I felt got a little boring at times. Just like, like a few just a few minutes like I just felt like there were like a few few sequences just kind of got a little a little too boring and um but I mean it was a fun movie though. I I I I think they did a really good job with it. I think some things could have been better. But I mean if I were to say go see it, I would absolutely go see it in a the theater. It's it's still one of those movies you kind of have to see in a the theater to fully appreciate the the ooh shininess, as, if, you know, as I'll put it. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it's, the 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 I, I love seeing like the the technology of it that they have. It's just is like mind blowing, and you know, it'd be like really cool to actually see that in the real world. Yeah. But um, 
and how they hid it away and everything like that. And I, I did like the the little, without any spoilers, the little twist on the villain because I thought it was just gonna. I didn't didn't know that was coming, but I just thought it was just gonna be just some just regular straight up villain that just knew about the place. Yeah. So without spoilers, that was pretty cool. That was a, a neat little twist. Yeah, when we get to the characters, I think we can break those down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um. Fight scenes were, were good. A little shaky camish. I was going to bring that up. A little yeah. shaky. You, you, you fucking ruined that for me, you <laughs> asshole. I never noticed it before until you said something. It needs to it. go no, away. I, I so the more, see it everywhere. The more I, I see can, it everywhere. The more I can just poison everyone with being able to see that. Hopefully yeah. it'll spread. It's really, really hard to get rid of that in a superhero fight scene. Well, and it is. When they're moving well, so because, fast and you have well, that, to You say that, that and then you yeah. watch the fight that happens in the middle of The Last Jedi and that is perfectly what I want to see in a fight sequence. It can be done. Well, look at the, look at the fight they, sequences. But, they do, in, but do in, they move like superheroes? And that do they actually move with lightning speed the way they're showing Black Panther move? It's There's ways to do it. I, that's what I'm saying. I think the shaky cam close-up shots are a way to hide Someone either not being able to do what they need them to do, yeah, and that, that's that's well, a superhero say. in this that, that are, he's he's not able to do that. Like if they're you know, that, and that's the, that's just like the point of making the, about the, in a superhero the, the, movie to defend the superhero movie in a normal movie. I agree hundred percent. No, I think but, I think I know what Brian's saying. Brian's saying is like they just that that the actor does not have the talent to do it properly and make it look good. So they have to make a shaky cam. More often than not, the shaky cam and the close-up shots and quick-cutting editing for a fight sequence are parlor tricks to hide what they couldn't capture in a frame during filming the movie. Yes, real, real well. I mean, like I said it before, from from having a martial arts background, it's, that's trying to teach somebody without more that has no knowledge of martial arts and trying to show them in three months how to do stuff that is way advanced for just the Joe Schmo off the street. And I and I get that. I mean, it, it you could see you could see. I mean, as much as I like um, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, I mean, I do. I think he's freaking awesome. Mm. But even if you watch in in Civil War, like there's a couple point like the one where they're in the um, where he was in his street clothes and they were right, right before they went on that little chase sequence. Mm-hmm. They um they fought in that in the office building or whatever the the museum whatever where they where they were holding. Um, Winter Soldier. Yeah, that was like CIA, CIA facility or yeah, and he whatever. he fought like Black Widow and what's his, what's her face and 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 also Tony Stark. Yeah, and he threw like a couple kicks and like you could just tell they were like because you could see it like you could see him more clearly. And for me to pick it up, I was like, <laughs> yeah. So that's why I mean I get the shaky cam I do, and I I get it I get what you're saying also, Mike. That yes, because they are superhuman strength, superhuman speed, that they are moving faster than a normal person. But I still think that they could – because, I mean, you look at the, the fight scene in um, Civil War at the end with the Iron – I mean, granted, that was just like a, a, a brawling scene at the end with Winter Soldier, Iron Man, and Captain America. But that was done perfectly, and there was a lot of choreographed moves in there that were, were great, you know, well-done things. I mean, oh, that's where I, yeah, you almost, that's I'm, where you almost want to for like those fight scenes. You just hire a body double. They're in a freaking suit. You can't see their face. Right. Just hire a dude that's a, a a legitimate choreographer or fighter that can do this stuff with no problem. That's what I think should be done. But yeah, in, in a Black Panther suit where you can't see you can't his see, face, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. There's no reason not to have somebody that 
can do that there. That, yeah, yeah I agree. some little Chinese dude <laughs> jumping <laughs> around yeah. like a little fucking Mexican jumping bean. <laughs> and I know um, that like the the cuts and and shaky cam and stuff like that tries to lend towards like the intensity of the fight. Yes, yeah. And At that, times I can they try and do that. Kind of get behind at some point too, but. I don't know. It's that freaking some of those Bourne movies really turned me off from the fight sequences when when Paul Greengrass came in and started directing. That's when it really stood out to me, and I've never been able to look mm-hmm. away from it since then. Whenever it shows up in other movies, yeah. Because if you watch even in in that movie, without you know spoilers, you watch um, Denai Guerrero's um, fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Her fight scenes were like legit. But she's also not superhuman strength, superhuman speed. She's just a very good fighter. Yeah. But she's also in in not I mean she's, I don't not a martial artist in real life, but she has talent. And she's been doing it longer and training longer because of The Walking Dead and using a sword and stuff like that. So she has more. She has several years of training, whereas Chadwick Boseman's only getting you know three six months here and there now for the character. Yeah. So, I, I mean, if you watch it, I don't feel like her fight scenes were shaky cam at all. Yeah, I'd have to. I I'd have to watch again and pay. Yeah, pay yeah I'd, I'd have to, to watch it. it again. It seemed it seemed more clear with her fighting, but again, also, she doesn't have superhuman strength and superhuman speed, so maybe they're you know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I get I, both sides. I, I see both sides. I, one one thing I will say that th- this surprised me. I didn't learn this about Chadwick Boseman until well after having watched it. Um, did you guys know that he's forty years old? What? <laughs> no. Yeah, he's no, he's actually he like, forty. I thought I thought he was like in his early like in late twenties. Early. And that's how they portray him in the movie. And you know what? Congratulations to him. Um. Well, well done, sir. On looking like you're fucking twenty three, twenty four years old when you're forty. Um. Yeah, I I was shocked to learn that. I you know I can sense you both wanting to look it up now and question me. A little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he actually is forty years old. And. IMDb. I think that. Uh, <laughs> That amazed me, learning that, that he's so able to pull he off. 40. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I told you you could check me if you wanted. I wouldn't lie yeah, about I it. I I just, just <laughs> had to know. I had to know. Um, I don't know. It, it just kind of shocked me. And then, you know, and then you go and you look up Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya, I think is how you say it. I don't know how to pronounce it properly. Who? but The dude from Get Out. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. Um, I don't know, I don't know you look up his age, and it's what you would expect it to be. You know, I mean, he's like early twenties, or mid twenties rather. Like, it's like, oh, okay, this this is just weird then. But yeah, it, but then I, yeah, I mean, you look at his IMDb, and it also makes sense when you see the stuff that Chadwick's been in before, and you're like, wow, that that was a while ago that he was Jackie Robinson. Like, yeah, that's yeah. true. I guess that was. That, that, yeah. was, a, that was a while. Because so, I bet you, that's, I bet you what, that was probably about 2012, 13 maybe? It's I, a, like. I, I don't know. The, the I would have year, to guess. But, yeah. Uh, by the way, great movie. Yeah. If you, if you haven't seen it. Phenomenal movie. You gotta get past the whole racist tendencies, but that's what it's about. <laughs> um, Alright, so I'll just chime in with my, I guess, kind of two cents here. Um. I think Black Panther as a movie is very beautiful to look at. That's very vibrant, I think, as yes. far as colors, uh-huh. which is another reason you should probably see it in a the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the cast fucking killed it. I don't yeah. think there's a bad performance in there. Huh. Um, 
And, you know, you got to speak to what this movie's doing for African Americans and what it did for the cast and crew. And I had somebody at work asking me, like, like sort of like, what what's the big deal with Black Panther? Like, oh, it's a African American superhero. It's like they did that with Blade. It's like, sure, yeah, Wesley Snipes was Blade in the late 90s. But this wasn't like an entire cast primarily of African Americans. The crew is African American. The director is African American. Like, this is... This speaks to their culture, just like Wonder Woman was speaking to women last year. Yeah. And even this absolutely. movie does excellent for women, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that I feel like that just needed to be mentioned. I was on board with all that stuff. Well, I thought that stuff was done really, really well. And, and it's also that you have, you know, the whole African-American cast and crew on this film. And it's really the first time you've... There's other movies that have been that. Maybe not superhero movies, but there's been other movies that have done that, but nothing that's had this kind of success at the box office. Well, I yeah. think, too, this it's been like having... more more like indie movies, cheaper movies. No one's put $200 million behind a, a movie like this with this type of cast, right? Yeah. Not as far as I can think of. Um, but, I mean, it, it, whatever the case, it's... So far, it had the, one of the top five openings of all time. It's well on its way to being one of the top ten earning movies of all time. That's a huge statement for a movie like this. Right. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason I keep thinking it's going to last a lot longer than it than it might otherwise in the, in the theater making money. Is I think the culture behind it is just going to support this movie. It very well could. We will see what happens with it. I think it, you're not wrong. I just that Avengers number is a big number. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's that's my only. Which it's kind of funny, and it probably speaks to this movie as well. Is that the other two Marvel movies I feel like that has beat this one are the team up movies, the Avengers yeah. one and Avengers two. This is a, just a solo characters movie. Yeah, and it's well, making this it, much it, money for Marvel. Say, it, it beat a, a Age of Ultron an opening weekend. That's right. That's true. Yeah. 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 And. I mean, the, you know, you get the three big money movies from Marvel, which is the Avengers movies and Iron Man 3. But, you know, we're going to be forgetting all about this be... once once Infinity Wars comes <laughs> out. Infinity Wars is going to decimate everything. I have a feeling. Yeah, yeah. all the <laughs> records that aren't based on February or African-American director cast related, unfortunately, Infinity War is going to... Well, oh, not yeah, unfortunately. It's, it's just it's going to decimate them. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a lot um, more generally of just best of this, best of that, and, best of this. Yeah, and honestly, even at that, next year, Avengers 4, unless this Infinity War completely sucks, Avengers 4 next year is going to be even bigger. Yeah, I just can't so, imagine this sucking because uh, there's way, no. way, way, way too much hype behind it for, for <laughs> I, and way too much money behind this thing. Well, that's for, why it could suck, though. All the yeah. expectations going right. into this, and then you're just let down. This is true. Well, and this I feel true. like this is going no matter what. I it, Since this movie leads into Infinity War, I'll say... I, I, no matter what, I think you're getting a Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 1 feel to the ending of Avengers Infinity War. However this first one ends, I feel like it's going to be on a note that leads you wanting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'd be, they'd be and, stupid not to. Well, it, right. But also, I don't think it's going to have like that solid conclusion of any sort. I think it's going to end on a down note. I think we're definitely getting an Empire Strikes Back type of feel to it of some sort. Like, if somebody's going to die... It's going to be at the end of this one, and they're going to end it that way. And, like, leave you seeding for a year <laughs> at Thanos, waiting to see how the outset build up that occurs. Build up that hatred a little bit more. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
then it comes out on DVD in a few months and you're even pit more pissed off because you see yep. the extras and the, you know, the scenes they filmed with different people dying so that they couldn't get the spoilers out there and uh, it, it'll just build it up, man. And I, I think that's what this is heading towards. So. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. I'd, I'd, I'd bet on that too. Um, a couple other things that I'm just going to generally, again, I... I think I've basically covered what I liked. There was a few things that sort of pulled me out of the movie. Um, Mike was mentioning the shaky cam stuff. That, for me, obviously is a pet peeve of mine. I mentioned it any t- any chance that I have and I can get. Um, and I think there were certain parts of the CGI that yeah. didn't look as polished to me. Yeah, you're right. I felt like it was a little... couple times. It was You could tell it was not real. Yeah. There, they, there's a rhino that plays a point in the movie. Yeah. That yeah, the rhino really looked bad, I think, to me. And there were certain sequences, I think, in the third act of the film during the action sequences that kind of pulled me out of it. When it gets Even to become Black, like just Black a Panther, CG, like, it just didn't look good either. Yeah, a couple points I felt. I'm gonna be really honest. And it's gonna make me sound terrible. I feel I feel horrible for saying this, but I can't be the only person who saw this movie in IMAX. I don't know about normal theater because I didn't see it in normal theater. I saw it in IMAX. Um. And there's a point at which we get a, it's not really a monologue, it's a discussion between T'Challa and T'Chaka, and the, the camera is uncomfortably close to the glass eye that, um, I think his name's John Connie? Yeah. John Connie? Um, that he has, and I, I it just, it, that drew me out of the moment because it was panned so close up on the glass eye in IMAX that it was just like, all right, I can only <laughs> think about the glass eye right now. Um, and it, it just, I, I'm, I honestly, I still don't necessarily remember what happened there. Um, because of the whole time I'm thinking like, why did they do this so close to that? Like, could they have done this slightly more to the left angle Yeah, and I'd have been fine. Um, I'm sorry for saying it that way. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> I know it, but I'm just honest about it. So yeah, sometimes those extreme close-ups are not good. <laughs> like not when there's a glass eye involved. Yeah, they, I'd be lying if I bad. said that that did not distract me too. Because mm-hmm. I kept wondering. I was like, "What is?" I didn't know he did. I didn't know, see that you said that. I had no clue that he had a glass eye. I was just like, hmm, "There's the, maybe I thought it was like thinking oh, he must have had like a stroke or you know something you know that it, but he's fine." You but know, you were noticing it of, too when it was in a close-up. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about what was going on in the movie. I was more. And it's a shame that I should be focused on the movie and not what somebody looks like. But right. I was just curious. I mean, it's just, just I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, for future reference, I've generally learned if it doesn't move at all when their other eye moves, it's a glass eye. <laughs> if, if, they, cool. if one moves independently of the other, <laughs> it's not a lazy eye or a stroker. It's just, you know. Um, one other thing that I think distracted me and I spent way too much trying trying to think of the logistics of it, is the age that certain people get in a flashback sequence going yes. from 1992 to 2016. The, certain people look a lot older, I feel like, than they should. Yes. And I spent half the movie trying to wrap my brain around, like, how what happens in 25 years that you look that old? You know what? Honestly, think about in 25 years, that's the difference between being 25 and 50. Yeah. True. But I, I don't know. I, I think maybe in the flashback sequence, I just thought people were younger than they actually were at, in that 92 sequence. But yeah, I don't know. That was just okay. something. I, that... I, I don't blame you for the most part, but it's also to me, I every time I run into that, 
I'll think like, okay, so what is the actual age difference? And to me, twenty five to fifty, you're gonna look yeah, a I mean, lot yeah, different. I mean, yeah, you figure twenty five years there's... from now, I'll be I'll be sixty one. So I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. like... well, I think one of the reasons, um, and we'll oh, get into gosh. something interesting I noticed <laughs> about it, but I think one of the reasons you're saying that is that I think there's two things. One was definitely way off. The other, I feel like they wanted to conceal someone's identity. Yeah. In doing it. So, I don't necessarily think that it was a big deal. But I have something on that a little bit later when we're doing spoilers. Well, then, I know what you're talking about, too. Because, I mean, like, I would like to think that even relatively from 25 years from now, I will pretty much still look the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like they should have just taken that person and, and, like, CG'd their face a little bit to make them look younger like they did with Kirk Russell yeah. in Guardians 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like they should have just did something like that instead of had two totally different people playing it that don't even look close to each other. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, 25 years, yes, you're going to age and stuff like that, but I think that if... I would like to still think that my face would still be somewhat my face, you know? Yeah. yeah. And maybe that, maybe that's what got me too. But yeah, I, I just, think that's what it was. First time through, I spent way too much time thinking about that than I wanted to, and that's what I feel like I came out of the movie thinking about more than some of the stuff that happened in the movie. I don't know. My my logic brain was like, "What the hell's going on?" But so you think? Well, I'm <laughs> the way you remember the way you said that, um, because again, it's getting into spoilers. So I don't. Well, I'm pretty much wrapping up. Like I, I don't have. I we'll get have. final thoughts for non-spoiler stuff, and then we'll go into it. So I think right, we can I'm all agree that this is worth seeing. Everyone should should check this out if you haven't seen this already, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, this is a can't miss in my opinion. All right. Not even just. So yeah, if you if again if you haven't seen this and you're listening to this, hopefully we've done this fairly spoiler free for you. I think we did a pretty good job. I think I don't know. actually, I think it's the best we've ever done with no spoilers. I think Even that's for me. That's yeah, for me, that's a I good get point. A, I get an A plus for the day today on this. Something one. usually slips up, but I think we did pretty good there. I did. Mm-hmm. I did really good. Uh, yeah. So if you haven't haven't seen this yet, and you're you're <laughs> for whatever reason waiting for us to tell you to go see it, this is us telling you you should go see it. And at this point, we'll get into spoilers. Um, so again, if you haven't seen this and you are going to go see this now, uh, pause us. Come back to you. Come or come back to us. After you've seen the movie, um, otherwise um, we'll just continue on. We're going to assume that you've seen it and you want to hear the spoilers. So this is your spoiler warning for anyone that hasn't seen the movie. Wee you, wee you, spoiler. Wee you, wee you, spoiler. You know, something like that. All right, so we are into the spoiler territory. Uh, Bradley was hinting at something he th- thinks he was onto, so we're gonna. I think he he found it. Yeah, the, the truth is I um, I did more research into it. So what had happened was during the credits, I had noticed that uh, the actor named Denzel Whitaker had played young Zori in Black Panther. Um, it was my assumption, since they got a guy with the same last name, to play a younger version of Forrest Whitaker, who was the older version of Zuri, that he had been cast... You know, they were related in some way. My bad, they're not. Um, <laughs> and I thought that was the case. So I was going to bring that up, but it's not actually the case. <laughs> so, moving forward. It was a Valiant Theory. Well, the same last name, you know, it 
he's the right age to be Forrest Whitaker's son. It all kind of fit. Yeah. But, oh well. Uh, all right, so I'll let you guys sort of decide and dictate where this goes. Anything spoilery that you want to have free reign to talk about that you want to touch on? Um, first thing I'll touch on is how convinced are we that the flower is the final and last Infinity Stone, the Soul Gem, is located and has something to do with it. Um, it does allow T'Challa and anybody to commune with the souls of previous Black Panthers, previous ancestors. Oh, that's a good, that's a good call. It must be, it has to be something like part, it can't be the flower. No, the obviously. Gone. Well, so the flowers are flowers. They're, they're so, all... So it, has, it has to be growing the flowers. Well, they said was... it was like the meteorite, like right. in the in the whole prelude thing. The meteorite oh, hit, right, you're right. hit in Africa, which was the vibranium, and then like spread to the soil, and that's where the flower came from. So what you're thinking the in stone the could be in the meteorite? Mm-hmm. It has to be at the heart of it. So my my thought on that is also based on we see in the trailer they're fighting in Wakanda. Why the hell else would they be fighting in Wakanda if this they weren't true. invading and trying to take something? From Wakanda. Otherwise, yeah, I, was... I feel like Black Panther, Winter Soldier, and all that crew would go to wherever Thanos is, and presumably New York is what it looks like from the trailer. Yeah, one like of the questions I was going to ask is if we still, because I know we talked about this on other episodes before, if we were still convinced that the other, the last Infinity Stone is in Wakanda or just somewhere else, I guess Mike, you're still sticking that it's in Wakanda? It has to be, because they wouldn't be playing up Wakanda this much before, if not. And the fact that they have all this tech because of an alien stone, a meteorite, you know. Well, I've said I, this to, to Bradley, too, I think when we've talked about it, is I think if suddenly the Wakandan society and tech is based on an infinity stone, I think you're taking away from that society's ingenuity. The I, fact that they can mold vibranium and build the city from vibranium, and they're just smart enough to do that, I think builds that society up better on a like a better foundation well, instead of t- having this power of the stone and then you take the stone away and then it's like well, what are we left with well, well, the vibranium. It, it, i was gonna say that it that the stone doesn't really do anything but create the black panther the stone <clears> harvests <throat> the soil that creates the flower the vibranium is just the, the case yeah. okay it, like, but my argument I mean? to that is that and they were still smart enough to figure out how to use all of this stuff whereas other cultures may have never figured out what the hell to do with all of that. Okay. I think, like, the... the... I don't think saying, like, we harness this amazing technology from this stuff that came from space is any different than we harness this amazing technology from this stuff that came with space that has a really powerful stone inside it. Well, I, I think what it what it's doing is the fact that it's, like, everything... Like, I think they might go the way of because of the... You know, how people think sometimes. Like, some people think that, like, you know... Everything has a soul. The earth has its own soul. All mm-hmm. that junk. And if you take that, if the meteorite or it is in fact a, the soul stone, it amplifies everything. So basically, all my, in my opinion, all it's doing is amplifying the iron ore or whatever metal that was there and making it into vibranium. And okay. just like it, it amplifies the human when they take it. The, the you know so I I think that I think that if if they were gonna go anyway I think that would be the way it would have to go and that the people were just smart enough to understand how to work with it make it use it and harness it. Okay. The only, my only argument for you guys is I think the color has to be different. What do you They've mean? Already, is, the the color? Soul, is it the soul stone purple? 
orange. Soul Stone is supposed to be orange. Oh. And since the Power Stone is already purple, I don't think they'd use purple again. Uh... Yeah, they, they, the Soul Stone is supposed to be orange, um, and they, they've stayed fairly true to the colors thus far. Um, but I, I, I don't think we've seen the stone. Just because the flowers are purple, I don't think that means the stone has to be purple. See, I was thinking the stone does. would be buried at the heart of whatever they're doing, and it's just enhancing perhaps a flower that was otherwise purple and making it into a super flower that is also still purple. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Uh, so I wasn't even thinking about the color of the stone because it's just I, a, I it's just you, a plant. You know, what I, I mean? get your reasoning, Bradley. I'm I'm not buying it. Just me personally. Okay. <laughs> I, I I could if so, they do it that way I can't be I can't be like oh okay I don't I don't believe that because you've explained it well enough that I'd I'd be fine if they did it that way I just don't think that's what they do okay, I'm so I'm convinced in, it's not on Earth so in your opinion then why are they fighting in Wakanda what, I just think the battle the leads them there I I'm sure I'm sure well, we see he, him in New York we see his arrival in New York. That's Thanos, but he still has other other underlings that need to. Right. So, so what I'm saying is, why is he sending his underlings to Wakanda? Why, why, why Wakanda? I mean, I don't know the story, so I can't, I can't argue well, otherwise. That, well, I'm just saying that, like, that's if, the reason. If there's that no we're stone there, the only thing Wakanda I can is because he's sending something there for some reason. If there is no stone there, and maybe there, maybe there isn't to begin with, and but maybe the stone ends up there in the course of the movie. All right, um, fair enough. And if that's not the case, I'd even just say Thanos knows that these guys are a threat and wants them wiped off the board. Yeah, well, you know what? I, no, what Brian said though too is that could be a possibility. If the stone they they take it though, since like Wakanda has now come out as like this power nation, and they have all this advanced tech and stuff like that, maybe that's the thought is to take it there to protect it. Well, and but let's I, also I, remember that he, I mean, Thanos, we're assuming he's going to arrive with the power stone. Um. Because they're not shooting, as far as we know, any of this. Like, they might show him briefly destroying the Nova Corps and taking the Power Stone. But I don't think that we're going to get, like, a whole drawn-out segment of the movie with him taking down the Nova Corps. Um, Which I still want a fucking Nova movie. <laughs> and Ether wound up in the vault again, didn't it? Which is now blown to shit. The ether was with the collector, which we don't really know where that went, because yeah, the collector's vault blew up. So the ether right. is, as far as I'm concerned, unaccounted for. Right. So the ether is God knows where. Um. Obviously, the vision has his. We have Tesseract, and we have the time stone with Doctor Strange. Yes. Yeah. So it's possible, perhaps, in what Brian was saying, that the ether winds up in Wakanda. Or the Tesseract ends up in Wakanda. We, we know Loki has the Tesseract, but maybe at some point it ends up in Wakanda somehow. I just feel like that if, if, uh, if you know, they, they say a meteorite came from the heavens, that it, I, that's so hard not to be a, you know. A, I, I, yeah, I, I. I, I personally, I, I agree. I think that's where it's. It'd be so hard to play against that. Why and I think the only reason why, and I think I think the only reason why he's in in Thanos comes to New York is because that's where the Chitauri came through first. So maybe there's somehow he breaches through the original breach, or if he just, uh, if, maybe, or if he just like, shows up. To me, it looked like uh, Loki opens the portal. 
That was that uh, what it was. See, I tried to not trying not to watch the, the trailer for this one actually. Sorry. That's okay. That's all right. We'll find it out eventually. I'm, I'm not that worried about it. Mike, so you haven't watched the trailer for? The, I've the watched. Last it, I watched it like once, and I said, and I didn't focus on it. Oh, I, as soon as I saw Spider Man, I was like, Whoot, and then shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Spider. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, well, my argument is, has still been. I think I feel like there's too many stones coming to Earth. I think there's already too many here. I think they need to be spread out towards the galaxy somewhere. Well, in, in the, the trailer, things, they were. You can <laughs> see when he arrives, he has two already. Yeah, and if the colors are anything to go by, he's got the Power Stone and he's got the Tesseract. Yes. So, and he has also he puts in. The stone from Vision's head and into it. In different color. Different color. The yellow one does not go in the glove. So that was the ether that he was putting into the glove? Because it, it was, was either... orangish, reddish, yellow. Like It was in that color spectrum I, I, I think it was the power stone. You think it was purple? I think it was purple. It was the third stone going in, though. I thought That's what I was watching. There. It went into the third slot. Second, second, it, it was, went but... to the middle finger slot, but I didn't see anything by the thumb. If he had one by the thumb, I didn't see. Okay. Fair enough. Now you're going to make me want to watch the goddamn trailer again. And we're getting way off track from Black Panther. This, this is the Black we Panther are. review. We are. <laughs> we are. Um, I'll bring us back around to Black Panther. And I'll say... We'll have to, because I, I guarantee you we're, we're going to do like a pre-Avengers podcast to pre- try to get our theories and predictions out there. Yeah. So we'll try to save some of this for then. Yeah, because I'm sure we're going to get another trailer at some point. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's coming, I would assume, at the end of the month. I'd say about a month out, they're going to put right out. With Ready Player One would be great. Yeah. I see Pacific Rim, maybe. Or or that. Yeah, yeah. Because they're both going to be big, but I think Pacific Rim's going to do better at box office than Ready Player One. No, I think Ready Just... Player One will be, because more more nostalgic than people wanting to go see John Robots fighting. <laughs> I, I, that's it is, me. but it's also giant robots fighting. Yeah, but considering the first Pacific Rim did not do very well domestically. Yes, that's true. But they're people not just, might not know they're not just playing to the is. domestic crowd. Well, no, they're not. So China will eat that movie up. Oh yeah, yes. China and Japan, Asia will love that movie. Um, anyways, um, as far as Black Panther goes, um. There was a few things that surprised me. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by Michael B. Jordan. I had personally voiced my opinion several times previously, worrying that he could ruin the film and that he had been given such a prominent role because I'd never really cared for him much as an actor. Um, I was pleasantly surprised that he was very good. Um, I feel like they kept him one-dimensional enough for most of it that... He was limited in his ability to screw it up. Um, okay. I don't feel like that's a glowing review for Michael B. Jordan. Well, no, I'm, I'm just giving an honest opinion. I feel like he did great in what they let him do. Would he have screwed it up if they let him do more? I, I'm not confident in that, dude. So, maybe. Did you see Creed? Mm-hmm. You didn't like Creed? I liked Creed, but... One big fan of him. Interesting. Um, huh. Huh. <laughs> huh. 
all right. I, I don't want to get too far into the Creed idea, but I feel like Sylvester Stallone kind of put him on his back and pulled him through that a good bit. Um, I won't deny that. I mean, it was definitely Sylvester Stallone's probably one of his finest movies he's done, acting wise. I feel like. I so, but that, that that's way off topic. But that that said, I've I've never been thoroughly impressed by Michael B. Jordan. And giving him a huge role like that, I was worried. It was foolish to be so worried. He did great. Um, I was absolutely shocked that they put... They didn't use his name. And I think that's why they got away with it. M'Baku. Um, the... Chief or leader of the mountain people. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but in the comic books, his name... Gorilla, isn't he? He's Manape. Manape, yeah. Um, and I feel like that's that, 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 I feel like there's a very real reason they did not call him Manape at all in this. Racist. But they, but they, right? They still had him hoot and his entire tribe hoot like apes, and I, I thought that was surprising that he was willing and to take that chance. You know what I mean, as a director, because. The last thing uh, yeah, you that's would what Jess do... and I actually talked about that too. That we were surprised that like nobody really bitched about that. What? Well, because he did it right. Yeah. He didn't make it where they were unintelligent hooting apes. Yeah. They did it to intimidate you, and then they talked like intelligent people when they yeah. needed to. So. And then they, they laughed it off afterwards too. Yes. Almost played it <laughs> off like a joke. Mm-hmm. And I think that was important. Well, I told um, you what Jess did to me. As they were doing that, she thought they were saying, who? Who? And she just <laughs> leads over to me. She goes, let the dogs out. And I lost <laughs> it in the middle of the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'll never be able to see that sequence the same again. They, they were in the middle, and it was like, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was when they first arrived at the very final battle or, mm-hmm. or something. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was like a like a serious moment, and it was like like – like a culminating epic moment, and she just leans over and she goes, "Let the dogs out!" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm oh like, I hate you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think w- w- another big thing I would draw from this movie is: Does anybody else want to see more heroes from the Marvel universe have their powers removed and have to take place in ritual battle? Yes. <laughs> um, that those scenes to me were just the coolest action scenes I've seen in a Marvel movie in a while. Like, okay, you're powered. I also want to know what the hell they give him to take his powers away. Like, if it's an Infinity Stone that does power him, what the hell did they give him to take it away? And yeah. is that going to be factored into something with messing up Thanos? Um, interesting thought just went through my head on that but nonetheless i still <laughs> i felt like those were just it like even if the action wasn't always that exciting it was a awesome scene i still felt those the arena for battle yeah, yeah they were better than what the third act of the movie you mean yes okay yeah, yeah. those fight scenes were not there weren't as shaky cammed they were more visible fight scenes I mean, honestly, I think that's where I started noticing the shaky cam with some of really? those. Really, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, maybe like I, I said, didn't it's notice been two it weeks since I've seen one. it, so now I got to think about this again. <laughs> in the one with my, in the one with Killmonger, I noticed it more. 
Yeah, you, yeah, you might be right. And I think that just might lead to, again, they're trying to push that intensity. That was yeah. more of an intense fight than the first one he does with M'Baku. Yeah. Yeah. So but, I, I understand the reasoning behind it. It's just it the pet peeve in me is just like, motherfucker, just shoot it normal. Just wide <laughs> shots, let me see what the fuck is happening. But, I mean, honestly, is there a cooler battle arena that we've seen yeah. anything? Like the side of a cliff where there's a waterfall pool and oh, just... now that Of course, now that we're talking about it, that was one of the sets that, like, it pulled me out of it because I was like, that's a green screen. When it when they did the whole pan-up thing? Yeah, like, when yeah, you're that looking was, over that, that, that cliff yeah, yeah. and they're standing right next to it, I don't know if it's like a composite thing where it's like putting re- real people... Against a fake background, it just for whatever reason I was like, "Oh, that's fake." That and part it, definitely looked bad, but when it was down low, just like just like the the base level of it all, yeah, that looked that was cool. Yes, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, as soon as I saw that when they did that whole pan up and you see like all these people standing around that close, I'm like, "Yeah, that's not real at all." <laughs> no, it, I mean I knew it wasn't real from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It They're is a like, the whole area. It's a superhero like... movie. <laughs> But I mean, well, like, no, less I mean, like, that way, and to me, it was facing the other direction. Like when they're when they're looking over the cliff, like where he would fall off. Yeah, it was that side that was whenever they were shooting. You're, you're talking that when he has Umbaku like gripped up in his legs, and they're both kind of hanging off the cliff a little bit. Yeah, I can't remember if it was that one specifically, or if it was more with the fight with Killmonger. But yeah, whenever they're looking at that cliff edge where the waterfall goes over, and you see the 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 gap in between, and then you see the other area behind them, that whole side. It's basically like you can tell the green screen starts <clears throat> right where the waterfall is. And just looking at that angle really, really screwed with me. And as soon as I can start seeing where stuff is fake, it completely pulls me out of what I'm seeing. And then I get distracted. I, yeah, I agree. When I notice it, that happens. But I, I think I was too dumbstruck in those moments by how cool the scene looked as a whole. And that's fair. Maybe I'm or just focusing I'm, on I'm the more wrong watching shit. like what's going on than not the what's around them. You know? Yeah, and that that might just be me personally, just looking around at the screen and other shit, and then I get you're gonna I... fucking ruin it for me again. <laughs> you ruined shaky cam for me. Now you're gonna ruin green screen for me. I just made you aware of a shitty camera technique. That's all I did. <laughs> they didn't hide it as well as they could have. That's all. Yes. Did. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I'm, I've I totally threw you off. I don't know what we were talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I'm lost. Uh, Romano, you were talking about Killmonger in like a twist. Do you want to oh, elaborate on that? The fact that he was ended up being that. I kind I I kind of expected it, but I didn't expect it at the same time that he ended up being the dude's son, mm-hmm. and he actually was from Wakanda. Yeah, and he knew about Wakanda, so that was kind. I just I didn't at the at, in, when seeing the previews and stuff like that. We you would never have thought that. You would have just thought he was just some. Treasure hunting bad guy that just one that find heard of Wakanda because of Claw. That right. was the other disappointment. I'm really pissed they fucking killed off Claw. He was he was a standout character for me. Yeah, like, it's Andy Circus. When is he not like? He was. I mean, that's a, that's a shitty thing because like he he's like such a key villain to Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, he's like one of Black Panther's main antagonists. Like, I just feel like you just. You wasted a perfectly great villain, and he was having so much fun in yeah. this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't help but laugh at just some of the shit. That, the whole mixtape thing. Maybe he thing, won't be dead. Maybe he'll come back. Joke. Yeah, maybe he, he won't be dead for real, and he'll come back. I don't know. He was pretty dead. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> you know, they brought I mean, other people back to life. I don't know. It's a superhero movie. You never know. That's true. They, they bring, bring the superheroes back. back. I don't know if they bring the um, villains back. The super yeah, villains. An, another funny thing uh, I noticed that uh, was in the credits. They actually had to credit what is love. I did. Um, yeah, I did. They, see they that. actually had the credit for that, and I thought that was hilarious. Um, which that that was just a great scene. It, like, and that was interrogated. That was awesome. That that was a lot of the, at least partly between uh, the whole gadgetry of the of Wakanda and Shuri with the uniforms and all the tech, but the whole casino sequence was definite James Bond for me. Yeah, that, oh, even yeah. even and the kind of the car chase cute. was too. Yeah, sure. Like or like a Mission Impossible kind of theme, like kind of either or. It could go either way. I'm feeling more more Bond-ish. James Bond like Bradley was saying because because Shuri was is the Q character with all the tech yeah. and the gadgets. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you had the casino scene, which is just pure James Bond. Well, yeah, yes. you got the you got the rich the Richie scene. So. <laughs> yeah, any casino scene, it's just in a movie like that that's going to have a James Bond feel, and that was cool. Um, and that that I think is probably my favorite action sequence from the movie altogether. Yes, I would agree. That was just incredible. Yes, um, that's that's the one I found myself remembering the most coming out of the movie is the casino one. Hmm. I, I I did have um, one issue, um, with that whole sequence in that they never, um, Okoye slams her spear down into the road, and it's a vibranium spear, so the car crashes. She leaves it there. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, and yeah. she keeps going. Um, I don't think she would do that. I like. I feel like she would go back and grab it because I like. They're very conscious of not leaving their technology with anyone. And, it's and I mean, like maybe part she did after they after they got Claw. They just left it off screen. I don't know if I saw somebody slam a spear into the ground and it stopped a speeding car because there was a lot of people around. Yeah. I'd probably go and take it if they left. The vulture you know. probably took it. <laughs> and the tinker's making some new weapon out of it. There you da, go. Da, da, Spider-Man 2. <laughs> that's all, all, that's all Romano cares about. Storylines for Homecoming 2. <laughs> Is that what they're going to call it? Yes. I mean, as of right now, that's probably what it's yeah, like. That's the working title. Yeah. I'm sure they'll call it official. something else, but for now, it's Homecoming 2. Yeah, I, I think they haven't done anything because they know the plot line, but they don't want to. Well, let's see. They did Spider Man. Like, oh, they did Amazing Spider Man. So what we can we got what Spectacular Spider Man, Sensational Spider Man, Web of Spider Man. Well, even, well that, those are what Sony was doing. Spider Man Homecoming isn't a isn't a comic I know. line. I know. That's I, true. I feel like it'll be Spider Man colon something. We could we could right. call it something and it, else. And I think they're just trying to hold the spoilers back. Like I said, like they did introduce Scorpion, so it might be that. I don't know. Spider Man, Sadie Hawkins dance. Because. Mm. You know, homecoming. Cause it, <laughs> yeah. Do another yeah. Spider-Man prom. We could do that. <laughs> what what's the thing they do in the in rural areas? What is that called? Uh, is it not one of the ones that I mentioned? I don't know what you're looking. No, for. it's not for school. They don't do it for school. They do it at like country clubs and shit. Like a hoedown. No, no, it's a formal dance. A cotillion. Yeah, that's it. Cotillion. There you go. Spider-Man cotillion. It's like they, they what's, take what's dress the, the girls off, up and the they all, like it's Ron very like, they all have to wear like the long <laughs> you know, like, silk gloves. 
Hashtag, I want that. Hashtag Spider-Man Rumspringer. <laughs> <laughs> Start thinking of that movie Sex Drive with Seth yep, Green. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's a good movie. Um, all right, so let's okay, swing back around back with the characters. We were we were on Killmonger, and then we got distracted with some other characters. Um, Romano, you got anything to add for for Killmonger and and Michael B. Jordan? No, I I, I like this character. I, I I saw a meme the other day. It said, uh, "Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, uh, reviving failed human torches." <laughs> two for two. Yeah, two yeah. for two. Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I'm actually sad that they let him die. Yeah. I feel like he had to, but I feel like the redemption of it, like the redemption of the character, could have came with him staying alive. Yeah. But yeah, I think I mean they, I think they try to play it up to the fact where like him and T'Challa basically have still sort of like that tragic backstory. It's just that T'Challa had the father to lean on and and emulate, and. Killmonger didn't have anybody and just was out for revenge and went about it. He could have he could have redeemed himself. He just kept going about it the wrong way. Well, yeah, I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, he did. Coming from the situation that he was coming from, he could have been a, a gangbanger or something like that or dead. But he instead went to the military, became a you know. I mean, so in way, yeah, but he, it was with the evil intent the whole time. Well, it was with an it? evil intent the whole time. Yes, but he, he you know. wanted to get trained so that he could go in there yeah. and do that. Yeah. So, but uh, I, yeah, I, think I think one of the biggest. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just going to add that I think I think he killed it. I think he was definitely one of the stand. And even just going down the cast list, like like I said, I think the cast overall killed it. And the more I'm looking at the cast list, like, oh, I liked what they did. I liked what they did. I don't. I, there's not like one standout for me, but I do think. Um, Killmonger and Michael B. Jordan. I think this villain, the the backstory that they gave him and the twist of that, you know, the tragedy that happened to his father and everything like that. I think actually made me sympathize with him, and I think that makes him be a better villain and probably one of the top yeah. three villains I think in the MCU for me. Behind who or with who? Loki's obviously Loki's number, number one. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody knows Loki's in that top three. Um, I'd give Vulture's number two. Oh, I can I could see that too. I mean, in my opinion, Vulture has uh, to me. Uh, Vulture is number two. Um, the little bit of screen time, and I feel like she would have benefited from more backstory and stuff too. But I still really like Hella. Yeah, Hella was pretty okay. Good. I I'm personally everybody's got their different lists. I'm personally still um, Ultron. Um, whether you like the movie or not, James Spader fucking killed it. Um. Just from my own personal perspective. Yeah. I, I think I felt as a voice actor, he just was amazing. Voice yeah. actor, yeah. I just didn't, I don't think, the turn for Ultron, I think, happened too quick for me. And that, that was something, it's a hurdle that I have trouble getting over. Okay. Like, this is, this is, Killmonger has his intentions, but it's a slow burn of a reveal that he's the bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Ultron comes online, and in two minutes, he is a bad guy. Like to me, well, it's because he I'm... is pure evil. But like, I wanna... he, like he's a computer computer program, he doesn't really have an arc of emotions. Yeah, I don't know. I still wanted to see. I don't know. I guess a build to that, and the fact that just in in that movie that it happened so quick, and then they. I don't know. To to me, that's a that's a fault of the storytelling. <clears throat> but that's me. 
Yeah, I I follow the storytelling, yes, but of the villain itself, no. I still like if you ask me which one do I want to watch on screen more most, I'd still say even Ultron over Loki. I still want Ultron to get more screen time than I want to see more Loki at this point. Yeah. And that could be due to we've got, you know, four movies now with Loki. So Well, you've had a love of Ultron before that. You have an Ultron statue, don't you? Yes. So you're so you're a little biased. Perhaps. <laughs> you're calling me out on this stuff that the viewers aren't supposed to know this shit. <laughs> I just um, gotta make it clear where you're coming from here. Okay, that's that's fair. As long as we're calling Mike out on the vulture thing, that's that's, that's fair. <laughs> Um, I think we may mention, I think even beforehand, that uh, Chad- Chadwick Boseman and T'Challa as Black Panther fucking killed it still. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love yeah. them. And he was one of my favorite parts of Civil War. Yeah. I agree. So he, he stepped right out of that and kept kept the character going. Definitely felt maybe a little bit more, more calm and collected and, and regal in this movie. Well, since he he's king, not out man. for revenge. And, he had to yeah. be the king. So I think he, he definitely played that well. Well, he tried um, to emulate what his father wanted him to be. Right, yeah. So, so there's, a, there's a point to the way he's he's portraying the character, which completely works for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys had mentioned Okoye. I don't know how to say her name. The Denai Guerrera. Denai Guerrera. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll let you guys do it. Michonne. Let's just call her Michonne. That's, that's how people have... I've had more people ask me, oh, how's Michonne in the movie? And I'm like, I don't watch Walking Dead. I don't know who you're talking about. The, the, has she made you want to maybe watch it? She was a badass in the movie. It doesn't make me want to be like, oh, okay, let's watch Walking Dead now. She's a badass in Walking he, Dead, too. He still if anything, can't deal with the horror aspect, man. It's pro- all yeah, blood and guts. That's my hangout. But I, if I really want to, I just watch Black Panther over and over again and see her kick ass. <laughs> it's fair. Because um, I think she, she commands... Playing that general role, she commands some people. Oh and yeah, that is absolutely, awesome. absolutely. She's a very, very strong female lead. I'd love to see her in her own movie. To be honest with you, what are the name of the the? I can't think of what the the name of the bodyguards for him are. I know they have a specific name. Oh, they for that do. Group. You mean her soldiers? Yeah, yeah. Well, the 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 oh. the the bodyguards to the king, or to the royal family, I should say. Yeah, the elite bodyguards. I can't remember. I would have to look it up. Yeah. All right. Well, you can get back to me on that one. We'll move on. Um, who uh, else I we can, got? Okay, that's my job. Um, my personal favorite character, uh, Letitia Wright as Shuri, just killed it. Oh yeah, she was funny. Me, but... She was like, yeah. yeah She's like it... the ch- almost the chick version of Tony Stark, but not as arrogant. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I, 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 that's not terribly far off because yeah. I. Every scene she was in, it was like, oh, this is going to be a fun scene. Yeah. It, like, and it, I don't know, she made the movie ten times better. I think you have anybody else play that role or you don't have that role in the movie. And I'm just, maybe, happy. So is anyone, watching and even Lupita Nyong'o's character was great, too, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was actually kind of excited to see her get to, like, throw down a little bit, too. Yeah. She, I feel like she handled that pretty well. Um, they are the Dora Milaje. That's it. Yes. Dora um, the Explorers? What? <laughs> <laughs> before before we get into Lapita Nyong'o, I want to talk about Shuri just for a little bit, because there was a theory that I caught online from some people. I don't know if you guys have heard this, so I'm going to run it by you and see what you think. Sure. Um, in the comics, there is a black female character named Riri, who has taken up the mantle of Iron Man and been called Ironheart. Yes. yes. 
in this film, they've introduced, like you guys were saying, a very tech-savvy young black woman who is quippy and very fun, a la Tony Stark. Could Riri, could they frame it in the MCU as, like, Riri being Tony Stark's nickname for Shuri? Could Shuri replace Tony Stark as Iron Man? Do I you think they're thinking that. That, that far ahead? That's pretty an cool. interesting That's a great point. Theory. I have it, like, this is the first I've heard the theory. Um... So, I like it. Um, Considering that she becomes, like, that Shuri is definitely a character people walk out of this movie talking about as being oh, a yeah. highlight. And because, like you guys were saying, she has that sort of quippy, fun let's, personality let's like Tony way. If they weren't has, thinking about it, they might be thinking about it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say if they weren't before, they're definitely thinking about it now. Um I definitely think she has to she has to show up in Black Panther 2 again probably before she gets like the Iron Man role if they hand it off to her. But I I don't know. I think it would have to happen sooner than that if they're going to do that because if Iron Man's going to die it's going to be before Black Panther 2. That's the point I was going to try to make is that she has to make an appearance either in one of these Avengers movies before that if Tony Stark bites I thought she was slated for uh, Infinity Wars. She is. Half of her, a good portion of it's taking place in Wakanda. Her, so she's her, I know there. her and the Nigerera are definitely mm-hmm. in Infinity War. Yeah, the only thing at least you can get from the trailers is that Tony Stark is not anywhere in Wakanda. Right. So no, you don't know if those characters will ever meet. So the point is to try to get those two together. Right. But I mean, and that's kind of my thing is like, if Tony Stark is going to die, they're not going to do it in a yet to be announced Iron Man four. Yeah. It would well, be yeah. in Avengers four. At the very end, they're opening Avengers. up. At the very end, remember they're opening up in the west on the west coast, the outreach program. So that's oh, Tony, so Tony Stark on true. the west coast. So she will be in California with, T- <gasps> with Tony Stark from the floor. I figured that one out. <laughs> that's that's wow. Okay, so she she will not be in Wakanda, but T'Challa and the rest of them will be. Perhaps, because yeah. we, we, I mean, it depends on how fast they can get that place built. He's showing her where yeah. it's going to be built. Are we assuming they can build it up fast enough between, we don't know what the time lapse is between the two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still kind of feel like either way, we got to see what the fallout is from the Avengers movies before we start I, seeing where characters get together or who true, survives. But I, I like the theory, though, and what Mike said about it, I think, adds a definite... Potential. Yeah. Yeah. There's plus potential there. And I like that. The only thing is, like, Shuri has... She's been another superhero in the comics, hasn't she? She, She's taken up the mantle of Black Panther at one point. Oh, really? I think I had read that, too. So she could go either way. The the, the Riri theory, I think, is just because we've had a character that we've been introduced to now in the MCU that could fit that bill. and, And... because the movies aren't as beholden to the comics, they could sort of blend characters or mold, mold a character into another character. And it always helps. And her name ends in Re. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want to make that stretch, you could do that. But it always helps having something to go off of, like being introduced to a character. Just like Black Panther was introduced in Civil War and then got his own movie. If we get introduced to Shuri in Black Panther and then she spins off into a lead role somewhere else, this this helps that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I mean, it's no offense to Letitia Wright. My honest hope is that 
Robert Downey Jr. signs another contract and we get more Iron Man. More Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man in the future. Um, but if we're not getting that, she's a suitable replacement. I wouldn't even say, like, if, if RDJ signs on for more movies, I would even just take him as a mentor role. Training her. Yeah, hell yeah. And, and doing that kind of, like a Batman Beyond type mm-hmm. of thing. I'd I'd be on I'd be okay with that, especially just because at this point I just want to see the two those two characters interact. I think that'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's a given as well at this point that she's making a fresh arm for Bucky. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say that's a given, and that she's going to make another shield for Cap, given the way T'Challa in the trailer, you know, says, "Oh, get this man a shield," so. I think the other thing she's done, too, is to get the conditioning out of Bucky's head. Yes. That's a good point. So I think those those trigger words He's aren't going to do what they used to. Yeah. That's why I think when he comes out of that tent, he seems very calm and collected. I think his mind has been freed. Yeah, he's very monk-like. He's now, he's... Yeah. <laughs> he's now Bucky Barnes and not the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where, where do we spin off of? We were talking about Lupita Nyong'o. Um, yeah. Nakia. So what do we think about Nakia? Another character that I enjoyed. Um, I thought... Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, like you said, there wasn't a, a weak character at all. Yeah. In that entire movie. Yeah. I, I think she played well off of Chadwick Boseman and the romance. Yeah. Um, and she has that... She acted it well enough that you could see her being his queen. Um, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, as I think we talked about before the show, um, Black Panther was married to Storm at one time, and he's he's actually been married to a few other characters. Um, and it seems like they kind of jump him around a bit because they don't know what to do with his love interest in the comics, but I feel like that could be a very good role for her in the future for Black Panther 2 and all beyond. For the yeah. record, Bradley, you stole my joke. I was going to ask now that the Fox deal is happening if you thought a storm was coming for their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Uh, Andy's not here. I got to. I got to do the puns on behalf of Andy. He's not here. Um, that would actually be really cool to create a conflict between the two of them in the future. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be much of a conflict if Storm really wanted to just kill her. Like she's not. She she she's got some skills, but she's not going to deal with Storm. Um, right, but it'll be interesting how long before we get any X-Men characters in the MCU, so that might be a lot longer yeah. away than we think. I don't know. We don't know how long Black Panther 2 is away. We know it's coming, but that could be four years. Five years. I yeah. know. Not with the success it's gonna it's having well, right now. Yeah, that's true, They're, they're going to feed off that shit. I bet you, I bet you by 2020. No, not by 2020. Not in two years. The only one, and, and the the only 20, one we and, know and of 10, that's happening... Maybe early you know, 2021. The only one I think we know is happening after Avengers 4 is Homecoming 2. And Guardians after that, 3. It's... Oh, that's true. Yes. Those are the two um, announced for yeah, certain. Like... Isn't Captain Marvel in there too? No. No, that's that's in before. That's in between. Yeah. We're talking after the next one. Oh, Avengers 4. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of... I actually just saw it right before we started recording that Marvel had announced six movie dates mm-hmm. for 2021 and 22 or... 2020 through 2022. Yeah. So they put three three movies a year for over those two years. 
they don't say what the movies are. They just say, we're going to put a movie out on this date. Right. So I can guarantee you one of those is Black Panther 2. Uh-huh. I would agree with that. And I, d- I agree with Romano. I think it'll be a lot sooner rather than later. So I wouldn't be surprised if one of those first two dates is Black Panther 2. Yeah. Well, and that could still be three and a half years, though. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, we I think... could have the X-Men rights at least 100% with Disney by then, and they could be starting to write those characters in. So I doubt that by the... T- like, I'm just saying, I doubt by the time we have a script for Black Panther 2 that they won't already have all the rights ready to write a character like Storm in if they wanted to. But is that the right place to introduce Storm? It's where they introduce her in the comics, is in Africa. And yeah. Professor X brings her back from Africa to the Xavier Institute. This is very true. But is she? Are you gonna? Are you talking about inter, like give, almost giving Storm an origin story in a Black Panther movie, or are sure. you gonna introduce her as Storm as part of the X Men in Black Panther Two? I would say an origin story in Black Panther Two, and that's how you introduce the X Men. That's how you introduce okay. Xavier. Like she's there. Like say, Panther scoops her up at some point. And they just kind of, like, casually toss aside that, like, oh, they considered her a goddess at one time. And, you know, I mean, she's been beaten or she's, like, passed out or something, whatever. And they take her and they're trying to heal her. And it maybe a post credit scene, Xavier shows up and says, like, I'll take her with me. For people okay. like her, like they that. come with me. I mean, they don't make it a portion of the story, just a side kind of thing that happens. And then at the end, like, it, I mean, throughout the whole story, you don't know who that's supposed to be. And then at the end, Xavier shows up like, yep, I'll take her with me. That's Storm. And that's our first introduction to the X-Men. Okay. I'm, I'm on board with that. You, you got me around for that one. <laughs> I'm unemployed, Marvel. Um. <laughs> I will write these for you. Uh, any other characters you want to touch on? Um, I thought Martin Freeman was great. I thought yeah. he, seeing him have more to do was was fun. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I mean he he did the usual Martin Freeman thing. He was kind of awkward and funny, <laughs> and at the same time, is kind of being a little bit of a dick for a while, and then he turns out to be an okay <laughs> guy in the end of it, um, which is kind of the Martin Freeman thing. He's, he's a little bit of a heroic badass too, with uh, yeah, flying the 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 thing when even though he was facing certain doom, mm-hmm. or from yeah. where he was. From his VR set. Yeah, he definitely went from corporate weenie type, like, you know what I mean, like the desk job type, to, like, holy crap, he's got it in him at the end there. Yeah. And I got the the right stuff. (laughs) All the, uh (laughs) all the, um, all the tech that they use, I think that, all the effects for the tech and stuff I thought was great. Like those sand holograms and stuff, that stuff was fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Um, all this, all the advancements Shuri did for the suits, I thought was awesome. Uh, what even just like like the, you're talking about the remote control cars, all that shit was awesome. I don't know, yeah, I it, fucking sweet. I will talk about the one character that did bother me that I felt like the acting I've had no problem with. Daniel Kaluuya, um, his character's name was Wakabi. Um, he was the guy that was looking for. That wanted Claw dead. Yeah, he so badly wanted Claw dead. I feel like he was way too easily turned to take sides against his own wife and against yeah. T'Challa. 
when Killmonger showed up. I feel like that was way too easy. Right? Well, they don't necessarily say they're married, but they're in love. You know, like him yeah. and Okoye. Yeah, I thought love. they said they were married. I thought they said that they were married. I thought they they, I thought I heard it. wife or something. Yeah. But either so, he takes up arms against his wife. Yeah. And his former king and seemingly one of his closest friends, way too easily yeah. over one incident where it's like, damn, this dude got away the first time I had him captured for a little bit, and he, like. He doesn't even give T'Challa a chance to explain, like, that's the dude that broke him out of our, like, custody, and you're taking his side. Like, he doesn't, like, you know what I mean? But he, so he killed Claw and brought him there as a, I don't know. It, it just offering. Yeah, it was just way too easy to turn that dude. And. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I, I don't know. I don't really have a defense for that either. Mm-mm. That was my like my only problem with it was that like the whole movie that's the biggest flaw I could find, and he still <laughs> acted the role fantastic, like he still was great yeah, in acting yeah. the role. It just that one part of that character just bugged the shit out of me when I was watching it. Um, what did you guys think of finally being able to see Wakanda in all its glory? That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty. They they put put it together very well. Um. Absolutely love the look in the, um, the vibranium mine. Mm, yeah, that was yeah cool as hell. Um, I don't know, just kind of all of it. Like, I like the the um the 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 guy that you were just talking about. How he you know he turned against um, his wife and everything like that. I liked how their their cloaks or whatever the hell that they wore kind of turned into shields. Uh, was, right, that, right. Like, that technology yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, secret shield. I like it. Yeah, this came out of like a scarf. That'd be pretty handy in a in a, in a zombie fight or something. <laughs> Always gotta come back to zombies. I'm waiting for Marvel zombie movies. I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm waiting for a Marvel zombie movie. Your best shot is Headpool. I'm just gonna put that out there. I I'd even be happy if they just did it like a cartoon movie. But there you that's, go. that's beside the point. That, that's beside the point. Um, yeah, some directed DVD stuff. I, I yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, I don't know if I have anything else that I really feel like. Some of the other notes I had, I think we already touched on. Uh, we mentioned like I'm sad to see Andy Circus go. I thought Claw yeah. Claw was awesome. Yeah, he was having so much fun. I'd love to just see him pop up and have fun somewhere else. Well, the thing with Andy Serkis is he's never truly out of the loop here. Um, because for all we know, Andy Serkis is going to be somebody else where you don't actually see Andy Serkis. Well, yeah. But I mean, like, him as Claw yeah. is mm-hmm. what I'm going to miss. Hopefully, maybe we'll get like at least like maybe some flashbacks or something. <laughs> the, they I should do a Marvel one-shot of him recording his mixtape. Yes. That'd be great. DVD extras. Yes. I would, don't be surprised if you see it. Is how popular I would, I would it's be fine with that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, because of how popular and, and how much the, the joke was about it, I, I would not be surprised if it's in the bonus material or something like that. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, you know, Andy Serkis is the type of guy, he'd come back and record it afterwards because the joke was <laughs> yeah. so hard. He would be like, you know, you know what, absolutely, let's do it. Because he just loves what he does. You can tell that guy just, he gets into these characters so easily. Yeah. 
Can we get him an award, please? Can we just get an Andy Serkis award Oscars? Can you just make one just for him? Like, I feel like he's eventually, like, he's never going to win an Oscar, but he's going to get a Lifetime Achievement Award someday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Anything else you guys specifically want to touch on or talk about? No, I don't don't have anything. It was a a good movie. It was a really good movie. I mean, is it my favorite Marvel movie? No. But it's probably, it's somewhere probably around five, six. Yeah, that's sort of where I was going to steer this when we wrapped up, is where does this now rank for you oh, sorry. in well, the MCUs? No, yeah, you seg- yeah, you do got it in there perfect. <laughs> Without even meaning to. Oh! Um, to to properly rank it, I think I'll have to see it a couple more times. Um, but I mean, everyone's MCU jerk. ranks are subject to change on day of the week, basically. Well, I'll give you a reason why I feel that way. is because after one viewing of Thor Ragnarok... I felt like that was like top three immediately. That was going to be top three. Bought it on digital, watched it a few more times. And I'm like, and, I, and I'm feeling like more like it's like, eh, it's definitely top 10, but I don't feel as strongly about it as I did after the first viewing. Well, I don't know, okay. man. I love that movie. So have you I, watched I haven't it? watched it again. Okay. I have not watched it yet. Cause when it comes out on what Blu-ray, what Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. I bought it so, digital I'll, as soon I'll, as it was available. I was like, I can't wait. Yeah. I'll be watching it Tuesday night. So, yeah. If you want me to do anything, if you want to play video games or anything Tuesday night, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm out on Monday because Rebels is on. Oh, yeah. Which means on we'll Tuesday morning, I'm, I'm kind of out because I'll be watching it on Amazon. But, yeah. <laughs> that might actually have to be the next episode I do is talking about the finale Rebels. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to wreck me. I was gonna say, I oh, is that next gonna... week? I yeah, thought that was I can't the week after. Already. No. 90 minute series finale on Monday. Oh, really? Okay, I thought this. Yeah. I thought there was still two more episodes before that, but okay. I don't know why. I just feel like they did four episodes and then the ninety minute. I thought they were doing six and then the ninety minute. Not because of the way the story went or stuff I heard. But I mean, unless we're getting more episodes than I think on Monday, but no, no. I, I just, thought, I, I just thought, assumed yeah. I think that there would be six episodes and then the finale. But I guess ninety minutes. If it's an actual, it's probably what an actual like. 65 minutes of runtime, I would say. 66. Ish, yeah. And a bunch of the rest commercials. So that's like three episodes for them. So that's like yeah. a three, four, three, four episode finale to it. So, okay. That's fair. Um, anyways. So either way, that for that's a tease for possibly next week. We'll see if we can get that together. But a First knee jerk on Black Panther, I would put it comfortably in the same range as, like Mike said, like five, six. Where I feel like I'm, I'm not gonna regret saying that later and have to move it way down the way I feel like I did with Thor. Yeah, I'm. I I think I'm more in line with you guys. I I th- feel like my top three are pretty solid, and it's really really hard to crack those. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think it could it could be top five for me. And like I try to think of like if there's anything that I can complain about this movie that I don't like, and it's mostly I think technical stuff like the story the characters all that stuff i think is fantastic it's the some of the shoddy cg like yeah. i think romano was saying the pacing is a little bit slow at times um the camera work irritates me but as far as story and characters and stuff i and that's normally what is a hang-up for me i really liked all that stuff so i can't i can't fault it for that mm-hmm. and it's like how much do i really want to fault it for you know arguably 
technical stuff where somebody else could be fine with it. And it's just me personally that doesn't like some of that stuff. Like I, I don't feel like I can fault it too much for that. So yeah, I think, I think solid somewhere in the top five for me, four or five. Yeah. I feel like my top Um, three are too ironclad. Like it's it's going to take a lot to push them. I'm hoping infinity war can push one of them down, but it's really tough to crack that Avengers guardians, civil war nut and push something out for me. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm trying to think like No, you know what? Not that'll, that'll I'm just going to start talking about my top 3, but it's like no, that'll sidetrack us some more. Maybe we could save that for the Infinity War prelude if we if we try to schedule something for that. Um All right, so we know sort of where it ranks in the MCU. Is it worth giving it like a, a rating out of 10? Do we want to go as far as trying to rate sure. it? And then we'll end with that. All right, um, um, uh, I'll say nine and a quarter. I'd go nine point two five. Where okay, you know, just a few things to track from it, but all around, I enjoyed the hell out of it. So can't say much better. Uh, Romano, where you at? Mm. Do you have to think about it? I, come I back I, to you. I, no, I, I would put it somewhere in the eight eight and a half range. Okay. I mean, I mean, it's been two weeks since I've seen it now, and maybe I just need to see it again. Yeah, that's probably. I should probably preface that too. I think I'm, I'm with you guys. I've only seen it once. I do think it deserves to be seen again, and I normally like to do that before I I pin reviews and really try to dig into stuff. Is I try to see the ones that I really want to see twice before I really form an opinion. Um, so anything I'm saying now is definitely subject to change after the second viewing. I guess I'm a, I'm maybe a little bit in between you guys. I'm definitely gonna say probably around a nine for me out of 10. Um, and I'm, I'm with you, Romano. I definitely think I need to see it again before I, I come up with a solid, solid rating. But after the first viewing, it's still one that I'm, I'm thinking about a couple weeks later. So I definitely think it deserves a higher, higher rating. Yeah. I was going to see it again today, honestly, but then I got stuck reading the book and I didn't want to <laughs> drop the book to go see the movie, so it was like, um, all right, I'm just going to read. Yeah. Well, you're prepping for another movie we'll talk about at some point in another month. I, You know what? You can call it prep work. Sure. Well, <laughs> this is as close to a job as I actually have, so why not? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, for anyone that, that is, I think we talked about it before we started recording, but Bradley's getting into Ready, Ready Player One. So we have that to look forward to the end of March. Mm. Um, all right. Uh, any other quick final thoughts? Otherwise, we'll, we'll wrap it up and call it a night. Wakanda forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. go. <laughs> save, save it for the end. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you've enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes. You can leave us a five-star rating and review. Be sure to share, subscribe, favorite the show, wherever you can listen to us at. Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook, search Brian and Super Friends, or go to facebook.com slash Friends. And you can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that stuff there. Or you can email us, Friends at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at BGSuperFriends on Twitter. All of those will work. Uh, as I said, hopefully we'll see if we can get something together for Rebels maybe next week, since that ends, I guess by the time this comes up, since this will go up on Monday. That's the, that's the night Rebels ends. Which That's a shame. the last last couple of weeks last couple of weeks last couple of weeks uh, have already wrecked me like each week Dude. in different different times. So 
I'm fully expecting this finale to just have me weeping into my pillow. These four episodes have been incredible. And I'm, I'm still not sure that we're... I don't know if I've been as pushed as the season two finale. It's like Ahsoka and Anakin. I don't know if I've been yeah. as pushed emotionally as I have with that, but I also had six more seasons of involvement in two Ahsoka and Anakin. There. Yeah, yeah. At, at that point. So, but oh my goodness, so far, incredible. Yeah, yeah, Dave Filoni is a mastermind, and I really, really want to see what he's involved in after Rebels. Whether it's another animated show, if they're finally going to let that guy direct, but I I am on board for whatever he does next in the Star Wars universe. I really hope they let him do something with the Old Republic. That's what I've been the, wanting. Every, everything that I've seen, I just want. I I want some serious. I want some Old Republic. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I thought, think I think I that era. Netflix picked something up. I thought I thought they said Netflix picked up the Old Republic. I mean, they've been shopping around. I think Star Wars TV shows to different networks, but I haven't. I don't remember hearing anything official that any network picked up a show or what that show is going to be. Yeah. I heard that they were they had two shows that were going to be made that were not within the main canon of the movies, um, but they had not said what era those might be in or anything like that yet, as far as I had heard. Yeah, I mean, between all the trilogies and different creators that are bringing in for movies, we don't know if the New Republic's going to end up as a movie, if it's going to end up as a TV show. I, I mean, at this point, we'll take whatever we can get, but I feel like it's sooner or later, probably sooner rather than later. I feel like it has to be showing up somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, all right. See, we talked two minutes about Star Wars. We're already getting sidetracked on stuff. So <laughs> be, be prepared for any other Star Wars episodes we, we have planned. Um, all right. So on behalf of Mike, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye.